This is episode 134 of the Creative Giant Show. I'm Charlie Gilkey. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today's episode is a requested reading of a previously published post on productive flourishing named Five Ways to Get Through the Creative Red Zone. The article lists five ways to get creative projects through that indefinitely almost done sort of kind of maybe stage and into the finish line. Ready? Let's do this. Welcome to the Creative Giant Show, where we go behind the scenes about what it means to live a life full of creative and professional success. Creative giants are talented renaissance souls with a compassion-fueled bias towards action. Now, here is your host, Charlie Gilkey. Five ways to get through the creative red zone. Have you ever been near the end of a project and it just seems to languish indefinitely? And no matter how much you work on it, you feel as if you just you have just as much to do as you did before you started the last push. If so, you've been in the red zone of a project. I call it the red zone because it's similar to the phenomenon we see in American football where the offense gets to the last 20 yards before they have scored a touchdown, only to lose the ball or, at best, have to go for a field goal rather than a touchdown. In football, it's fairly obvious why there are so many red zone turnovers. For one thing, the defense locks down and has less field to cover, so the offense has fewer options for how to push the ball forward. Then there's the fact that offensive players do one of three things. One, they take it for granted that they're done and don't give it 100%. Two, they succumb to the fatigue of having driven the ball 60 yards. Or three, they get overexcited and make mistakes because they're thinking about it too much. Creative projects have very similar patterns. The defense is the resistance, your shadow stuff, or your operating assumptions about what's going to happen if you finish the project. Whereas the demons that keep you from creating generally have plenty of avenues to keep you from shipping, they now can concentrate their powers in the same way that the defense in football can. And we're often tired or exasperated towards the end of the project, so we fall into overthinking or succumb to the creative fatigue that's a natural byproduct of expending so much of the mental emotional, and physical energy needed to carry the creative ball that far. Ironically, decision fatigue makes it more likely that we'll overthink things precisely because we don't have the inner resources to make decisions in the face of uncertainty. This reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from the Tao Te Ching. People in handling affairs often come close to completion and fail. If they are as careful in the end as the beginning, then they would have no failure. Getting through the red zone is tough. While there are a few outliers who get more positively excited towards the end of a project, most of us don't. That's why we hold on to things and stop finishing. Here are five ways to get through the creative red zone. One, double down by returning to the why of the project. When we shift to the hows and wins of a project, it's easy to lose sight of why we started in the first place. If it's a project worth doing, and it almost always is, there are people who will be better off when you get it out there in the world. You'll either have solved a standing problem or delighted them. Either case means that the world is a little better because of what you've been doing. And then there's the reality that you'll be better off in the long run. You'll have one more thing that matters done, and you can be proud of what you've created. Finishing our great work is one of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves. Two, focus on getting it to good enough. As Voltaire said, perfection is the enemy of good, for no other reason than that perfection is unattainable, which means that if that's your goal, you'll never be done. The key 
to useful prolificness is understanding that getting something to good enough is the best we can do. We need other people to make our work excellent, which means we have to let it go when it's good enough and get it into the hands of the people who are going to help us make it excellent. Three, know that the more it matters, the more it's only a start anyway. The more the project matters to you or the people who benefit from it, the more it's only a start. Something I've heard Todd Satterson say is that a book is only a conversation starter. A beta application starts a relationship of delight and utility with its user. A smaller, simpler workshop begins delivering experiences that you can build on later in your career. A leadership initiative is just the start of greater things to come for you and your team. We often falsely assume that the more it matters, the better the start of it should be. The reality is much more humbler and accessible. The more something matters, the better it is that we start finishing sooner. Four, understand that you're usually working on your own mindset towards the end. We often think that we're making the project better, yet we often have no yardstick for measuring how it's better. An essential characteristic of the red zone is that we're continuing to work, but we're really not getting anywhere. Working on it more, then, is not going to get you any further. It's just going to mean that you've logged more hours. What you're really working on is your own mindset. You're telling yourself that if you put more work into it, those people won't be able to complain about the value of your work because you gave it everything. You're telling yourself that the next edition is going to pull things together and complete the set. Or that this word, line of code, additional white space or flare or piece of supporting research will make it that much better. If this is what you truly believe, I've got two questions for you. One, how's that working for you? And two, how is your perfection feeding you? Five, do your work then step away. I'm one of the worst people about stacking the deck in my favor and ensuring that I get the outcomes I want. The problem, of course, is that there's only so much you can do with creative work to ensure that it's successful. If it's overproduced, it fails worse than if it's incomplete but true to the spirit of the project. As Krishna told Arjuna, we have a right to our labor, but not to the fruits of our labor. Hat tip to Stephen Pressfield on that one. When you make art, broadly speaking, you give up predictability for remarkability. Of course, you might fail, but the silver lining is that you'll no longer be perennially stuck in the red zone. You'll get to try something with the knowledge that the last thing didn't work, so you can invest more of your energy into alternative options. Or perhaps returning to the heart of the matter will reveal that it wasn't something you should have been doing in the first place. Better to know that today than three weeks, months, or years from now. Again, referencing Lao Tzu from the Tao Te Ching. Do your work, then step away. You'll always have a red zone. The red zone never goes away if you're really showing up. While I don't want to give the impression that your great work has to be hard, it's still true that if putting something out there in the world doesn't scare you, you're probably phoning it in. You can do better, and there's a place for easy swings. Just get real about what type of project this is for you. Hint, if there's an easy swing, that's all the more reason not to hang on to it. Do it well, but get it done. For this piece, though, my work is done. It's time to step away. How do you work through the red zone when you know you're in it? Think about it, and if the way that you're going about it isn't working, maybe give one of these five strategies a try. To sort of wrap things up, 
We've got one, double down by returning to the why of the project. Two, focus on getting it to good enough. Three, know that the more it matters, the more it's only a start anyways. Four, understand that you're usually working on your own mindset toward the end. And five, do your work, then step away. Until next time, stand tall. We're having some great conversations in the Creative Giant Campfire, our free Facebook group. Search for Creative Giant Campfire in Facebook to join us there. It's where we're grabbing these suggestions, but we're also sharing prompts, micro-posts, and other content that helps us stand tall together. And if you're digging the Creative Giant Show, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a rating or review on iTunes. If you're not familiar with how to do this, there's a walkthrough available on the podcast page on ProductiveFlourishing.com. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Creative Giant Show. To find more tools and inspiration for creative giants, head on over to ProductiveFlourishing.com. Stand tall, creative giant.